Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. everyone and welcome back to the front line with joe and joe joe Pasillo, as always joined by joe resinello and once more dear brothers and sisters let us go into the breach that's got a little bit more meaning today at the front line with joe and joe because uh we kind of we kind of robbed that uh and we're going to tell you how we uh how we got that uh you know the into the breach line um so you'll understand that in a minute and uh we're on the veritas catholic radio network that's where you're listening to us spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York metropolitan area, 1350 AM. Um, please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content. Of course, please be sure to follow Joe and I on uh, on Facebook and YouTube and all of our social media, wherever you can, uh, wherever you see us. Uh, click something that's gonna help, like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And today, we are very pleased and honored to be joined by two Knights of Columbus. Uh, so today we have two guests on. We have Damian O'Connor and we have Dave Federici. And we're gonna be talking about going into the breach. That was Bishop Olmsted's apostolic exhortation to Catholic men. Just as a brief note, um, Joe Resinello and I started doing our podcast before we were on uh, blessed to be on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. Um, and our goal, uh, the catalyst for it was a good uh, priest up in the Bronx, Franciscan Friar, the Renewal, Father Lewis. And he said, you guys got to talk to Catholic men. Little did we know, there's a lot of Catholic men out there trying to exhort a lot of other Catholic men to step up in what is this spiritual battle, culture war in our beloved nation. And we will win because we have Jesus Christ. That's the bottom line. So we're, we're glad to have Damien and Dave with us to talk about just that, what Catholic men could do to fight this battle, all right, both in their homes and outside of their homes. Let me give a quick bio uh, for the two gentlemen. Dave Federici is a small business owner. He's been married to his wife, Valerie, for 33 years. They have one son, Nick, who's 26 years old. He is an active member of the Knights of Columbus Pandarian Council in Ramsey, New Jersey, for the last uh, for the last seven years. Um, in, in addition to uh, the Knights in his hometown parish, which is uh, in Ramsey, New Jersey, St. Paul Roman Catholic Church, Dave actively serves his community in a number of capacities, spanning religious education, Cornerstone, Exodus 90, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later, Cursilio, and Dave leads a men's daily rosary call and a monthly public rosary. He also does, uh, which I think is even more beautiful, prison ministry, serving the incarcerated at Northern State Prison in New Jersey. Damien O'Connor has an MA in religious education from Fordham University. His career has consisted of working for the church in various capacities over the last 25 years. He was hired to be the director of adult formation for the Diocese of Bridgeport in 2008 and was subsequently asked by Bishop Laurie in 2009 to join his senior staff by directing the Faith Formation Office also for the Diocese of Bridgeport. In 2012, he was elected the Executive Board uh, Chairperson at the National Advisory Council of the USCCB. And the Knights of Columbus hired Damien in the fall of 2017 
as the director of Catholic Information Service, and his current role is the vice president of evangelization and faith formation. Damian O'Connor, Dave Federici, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. Thank you so much for having Excellent. Now, a little housekeeping note for the audience. It's very important that we want you to know. It's important to note that Damien O'Connor, who is employed by the Knights of Columbus, is the only one here today who is officially speaking on their behalf. The opinions of Joe Resinello, myself, and Dave Federici are our own. Very important. We want everybody to know that. Not that we're going to say anything that's probably that's going to contradict the Knights, but we want you to know uh, Damien speaks for the Knights of Columbus. So welcome, gentlemen. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Resinello. It's our custom, guys, to always start with a prayer, because all good things start with a prayer, and this is a good thing. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency, hear and answer us. Amen. Amen. St. Dominic. Pray for us. I'm so excited to have this conversation because this show really started organically. Um, it was a conversation Dave and I had, and then lo and behold, Damien joined uh, from the nights and boom, we're going to have a powerful conversation. I'm sure the Holy Spirit is going to guide it and help many people. I know it's going to help me. I want to jump right into it. Damien, why did the Knights of Columbus make a film series on something a bishop wrote? Obviously, Joe alluded to it in the introduction. It's the apostolic exhortation to Catholic men written by Thomas Olmsted of Phoenix. Why did you guys do it? No, it's a great question. And thank you again for, for having me on the show. Uh, I'm going to have to immediately share yeah, a little bit of inside bit. baseball here. Uh, Bishop Olmsted had written this apostolic exhortation. As you said, it's published in maybe 13, 14 languages. Uh, it was so impressive how this just took off. And we had a meeting uh, with some of his staff. It was February of 2018. And uh, we, were, we were meeting with them to ask if they might consider doing a video series. And uh, we could tell that they were pretty well spent. They had been pushing this document and, and did such an incredible job. <laughs> and we looked around at each other in the room, and I, I can only say it was a Holy Spirit moment. We looked at each other, those of us from the Supreme Council here, and we said, we'll do it. And we'd never done that before. We'd never created a video series like that before. Um, and it was kind of that simple, Joe. We just said, we'll do it. We left her going, well, now we have to figure this out. And so we just, you start bringing in, we have people that work for us and others that are smarter than I would say me for sure. And you bring all these people in We say, how do we create this incredible uh, series? And again, the Holy Spirit really led us on this. It was a lot of prayer uh, and a lot of work, uh, but it was certainly a team effort. But it was as simple as a conversation where we, we just felt God calling us to do it. That's fantastic. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. And that's how the best things start. I mean, to be truthful with you, I always say this to, to guys. Uh, God changed the world with 12 common men. 12 common men. We lose focus on that sometimes. You know, people get caught up, uh, especially guys in like resumes and this. You know, it's just about getting out of the boat. Get out of the boat and be who you're meant to be. And I'll be honest with you, if you do that, you'll shake the foundations of the world. I really believe that. Um, 
with that said, I want to give um, a little excerpt from what the good bishop had to say, because it's a clarion call and it's a clear charge to men. And I'm very interested in both of your comments on it. This is what he had to say. He said, men, do not hesitate to engage in the battle that is raging around you, the battle that is wounding our children and families, the battle that is distorting the dignity of both women and men. The battle is often hidden, but the battle is real. It is primarily spiritual, but it's but it is progressively killing the remaining Christian ethos of our society and culture, and even in our own homes. First, Dave, I'm interested in your comments on that, because clearly, listen, you're an everyday guy. Me and Dave and Joe do a rosary rally. Dave spearheads that and gets us all over Southern Bergen County. Um, talk a little bit about that. How is that battle real, and how is it affecting you? Well, you know, I just had some thoughts, um, and I, I think that a lot of people believe that basically, you know, I'm a good person, that the devil doesn't exist, and that basically, you know, if you're a good person, you go to heaven. Uh, and a lot of people think, don't give a lot of uh, thought to their Catholic faith, reading the scripture, um, knowing that the catechism even exists, and what it says about our faith. So it all boils down to a spiritual battle of good versus evil. Uh, I think a lot of people lost their way, um, and they don't even realize it. Uh, and a lot of us are working hard to follow Christ and uh, know what it takes to strive, you know, what we call by the narrow gate. So uh, this view is really unpopular. It's uncomfortable for a lot of people in today's culture. And um, that's why most people choose the wide road. It's easy, right? Just follow your own rules. You know, basically, which are the rules of pride, right? Following your own rules. So the tradition of most uh, men and women and father and mothers, they become distorted over the last century. Uh, I think a lot of Catholics is sometimes we're afraid of going out there. We're offending others, being viewed as, you know, holy rollers, you know, to our neighbors, friends, maybe even our families. We, so we tend to shy away from talking about the faith. But uh, one thing that I see is that the secular world has bought in hook, line, and sinker to what the devil is selling, which is to destroy our society by attacking the very center, which is the building block of our community, that being the families. And many are fully unaware of the attack of the devil. The devil is causing confusion by telling people all kinds of lies who they are uh, as a person, what love is about. The confusion is caused, you know, many in the society to rebel against the structure of the family unit, which is basically one man, one woman, and creating that maternal and paternal modeling for their children. So the devil's caused the confusion for the, you know, through the LBGTQ movement, through gender ideology promotion today, and not to mention the 900-pound gorilla of abortion through the slaughter of millions of babies, and certainly the undermining of the traditional marriage as God intended it. And then just a couple of last thoughts. Um, you know, I'm not saying uh, this is popular, it's, it's controversial, you know, in our society, and I think that a lot of families don't want to upset the apple cart for the fear of offending and pushing away families f further from the face. So they go along to get along. And uh, this is evident when you look at the sanctity of marriage, you know, between a man and a woman. 
I couldn't you agree more. You know what's funny about what you're saying, Dave, is, is um, and then Damien, we would love for you to comment on that also, but real quick, what part of the battle or part of the strategy of the enemy is to, and we all know this, is to call evil good and good evil. You guys think about the perfect, you brought up, like you said, the big elephant in the room, which is the major issue of our time. Maybe the major issue of all time is abortion, the slaughter of innocent human beings in the womb, okay? And the way that Texas, which is only gonna reduce the number of abortions, not eliminate abortions, unfortunately, but simply to reduce the number of abortions in the way that the Texas law states, and there are people in our society that call that law that protects children morally reprehensible. That the act of abortion itself, they'll never describe that way, but the protection of innocent human life in the womb, they call morally reprehensible. I find that to be morally reprehensible. Damien, we'd love your, your thoughts here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello, way into the breach today um, on the Veritas Catholic Network with Dave Federici and Damien O'Connor from the Knights of Columbus. Damien, your thoughts on uh, the recent um, question. Yeah, first, Dave, thank you for your 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 words on that. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, something that I think I also want, but I'd like to add to that, if if I may, uh, the, the battle is is not new. The battle's been here since the beginning of time. But what's different now is that we, those of us at least uh, in this call now in the show, and probably many listening, um, we grew up in a Christian culture, and we're not a Christian culture anymore. So we have to be apostolic in how we act and what we do. So it's extremely frustrating. All those issues that were just discussed and many more um, are, are the really, it's, it seems too much. What are we supposed to do? And we forget that it's not a Christian culture anymore. It's just not. And so everything that we do, we must be apostolic. And I think that's what Bishop Olmsted is calling us to do. Because I get very frustrated and then I have to think to myself as a dad, as a husband, what am I supposed to do? I need to be apostolic. I, I need to do that. And I also have to remember that the evil one always overplays his hand, always, can't help himself. And so we see that, and there's these things that he keeps doing, he's pushing, that we have to call out, we have to name them. And yes, there's going to be people that, um, that are against us for that, but especially as Knights of Columbus, we choose to live differently in the secular society. That's one of the things I love about the Knights. And it's not just me plugging them. I really, I really believe that. And so I have to be apostolic. And I think that's what Bishop Olmsted uh, is calling us to. Isn't that what St. Paul said, put on the armor of Christ? I mean, that is how we do anything that is worthily like executed as well as lasting. You know, every person wants to be great. If you go into a high school and you say to men at an all boys high school, do you want to be great? Every hand goes up. The way to be great is to take on our Catholic faith. Like you said, Damien, to be apostolic because greatness lies in Christ. And in order to do that, we have to empty ourselves. That's what John the Baptist said. One of the most important lines in all of scripture. I remember it always. <clears throat> I must decrease, he must increase. With that said, let's talk about fatherhood because clearly it's being attacked in this country. And one of the takeaways from this film that I saw, which really shook me, and it was an interview, I don't recall the gentleman that said it, but he said this, he said, men, the devil is coming from your family and he has to come through you. That made me think, because it's so true. As Dave very rightly said, the devil is real, and he is coming for your family, 
and it is the husband and father that is in the way. First, Damien, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, it's one of my favorite lines in the whole series, and because uh, it's so true. And I actually interviewed his name is Steve Green, I believe, uh, for that for that one segment. And he, uh, he's absolutely right. Our our Supreme Knight Patrick Kelly recently said, if we don't evangelize the culture, the culture is going to evangelize us. And uh, and it's very very true. Uh, I think that fathers now need to be very intentional. Again, we're not in a Christian culture anymore. Therefore, I need to be intentional about how I live, how I'm a dad, how I'm a husband. And I have to choose to live differently uh, than secular society. The other thing that I think is so important is that we need to realize that we need to avoid those things that lead us to sin. In other words... I can't, if I'm, an, if I'm a recovering alcoholic, I should not be going to a bar and hanging out. Why? Because I'm probably going to fail. I'm going to slip up. We need to avoid those things that lead us to sin. Here's the challenge, though, brothers. We, we often think, well, I'm a good Catholic. I pray the rosary every day, and I do. I go to mass every day. I go to confession frequently, right? So I'm a good guy. So I can handle those situations, those things that are probably not uh, virtuous in some way. I can handle that because I'm a, I'm a devout Catholic guy. Well, what did I just say to you? I just said that I'm smarter than the evil one. We need to not, we, that's very dangerous territory. We need to avoid those things that lead us to sin. We need to be intentional about that because we will fail. We're not smarter than the evil one. We need to stop thinking that way. So we, everything is about intentionality as far as I'm concerned and how I'm living my faith. Dave, what are your thoughts on it? Because I know you and I have had a number of conversations personally offline on similar subjects. Absolutely. You know, when you talk about root causes in our culture, I believe, you know, what comes to me first is uh, what it is, what does it truly mean to be a man, to be a great father? And then one of the main problems I see is the overuse and the abuse of technology. Cell phones, less personal time with one another. Our culture continually objectifies women through sexual imagery. We see this all over the case, all over the place. We're a pornified culture. So there's very little protection on a large scale. You know, uh, pornography is rampant. It invades everywhere. And the, the sin of it is it's getting into the hands of eight-year-olds, um, and there's no protection. So this is really, really bad news for men and women, parents, and children. So as fathers, we need to stand up. We're called to be spiritual heads of our household, right? We're taught that. So with that being said, I do believe that we need to examine ourselves first as men, as fathers. We need to take the wooden beam out of our own eye first before we're capable of instructing and guiding our spouses and our family in their moral, moral and spiritual development. So we need to engage in our faith and to heal and strengthen ourselves through frequent reception of the sacraments, reconciliation, and Eucharist. And I would say in that order, we want to go to our Lord in, in a state of grace. We want to be aware of our weaknesses. We want to hit them head on, and that's what we want to do. So uh, the, the video series does a great job in demonstrating the importance of what it means for a man to lay down his life for his family, meaning to put his interests and his needs last. Honor is what it takes to honor his spouse and then spending quality time with his family and teaching them what it means to be a Catholic. Go ahead. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, I, it's, Dave, that's excellent. I, 
you know, I think about there's a saying that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And people say that all the time. I think nothing can be further from the truth. I think that's not a great line to say at all. I think everything is more than we can handle everything. And we're powerless without God. So we need to stop thinking we can only need God here, or maybe over there. That's, that's ridiculous to me. Because I and I failed so many times in my life that I realized I'm powerless without him. But as a man, I become powerful by surrendering my life to God. And it's the little things. So if you come into my home, um, I, yes, I fail all the time, but you, I, I need to try to, you need to know that I'm Catholic by what you might see around my house. More importantly, by how I'm acting and what I'm saying, um, what I choose to do, what I choose not to do. TV, not even, maybe we don't have televisions in every room or something like that. So guys listening may go, what am I supposed to do? It's the little things. It's those little things that, that make us different than secular society. And we need to be very intentional about it. I want to I want to piggyback on that a little bit. You're with the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Casola and Joe Rossinello. Fascinating conversation into the breach, talking about the apostolic exhortation from Bishop Olmsted from a number of years ago with Dave Federici and Damian O'Connor from the Knights of Columbus. Um, I'll tell you a quick story, and I think this is important because Joe and I always say, you know, we should give examples if they're pertinent, and we, you know, men could be thinking these things. Both of you guys mentioned televisions, okay? Dave mentioned pornography, and then Damian, you mentioned televisions let's tell you what the evil one does okay maybe you don't jump into pornography or have the stash in the basement like they tell you in movies that most men in america have okay i'm watching tv and this is a lesson for men out there okay don't think that what comes through the regular quote unquote regular tv is not designed to weaken you so that you do cave let's say to pornography a few months ago it dawned on me uh, probably by the grace of God. It wasn't, a, you know, it was a thought given to me. I'm watching a detective show on one of the, the, the not the networks, um, one of the services like Amazon or Netflix before I got rid of Netflix, okay? I like detective shows. I've been a movie guy my whole life. I love movies. I was an actor back in the day, okay? I'm watching this show. And in the middle of this very interesting detective story, okay, there's a sex scene, all right? Not, they're not showing anything, but then right after immediately, they show the shot of the woman from behind. And it dawned on me that that is intentional. It was not needed. It was completely gratuitous. And it was meant to make men who are watching that turn that show off and go and perhaps hit the pornography in the basement, if you know what I'm trying to say. Now, the reason for the story is this. Like you said, Damien, the devil's smarter than us. Okay, maybe it's not some triple X pornography, but that... And, and what we what we allow into our homes through just considered quote unquote regular TV is how he gets through to us with these subtle images that build up and then are meant to weaken us and bring down our defenses. That's kind of where I was going with that. And it's and it's stuff like that we got to watch out for. You know, not just the blatant pornography, but that kind of pornography, which will which will lead us down a hole that we do not want to go. I mean, your thoughts on that, Damien, and then Dave. Yeah, well, I, it's funny you should say that because to use my example from before, if I watch that show like you just watch and I think I'm good because I'm going to mass tomorrow morning and I pray to rosary like I normally do, I'm good. Well, the evil one just won because you're realizing I need to avoid those things. I need to stop watching that show over there. I, I need to stop doing that. Um, but th what, th what happens is, though, you, see, you think, well, the world didn't end. I feel all right. I'm good. I'm fine. I got this. 
and he just won again. And then the more, here's another example that I have. It's very quick. We go, usually go to somebody else's house for the Super Bowl because we don't have regular television in our house for very intentional reasons. And every, and I love watching the Super Bowl. I do. But man, when those commercials come on, I realize how may, maybe naive I am. I just don't watch TV. And so when I watch it, it's, it's, it's scandalous, actually. What you just said, you see so much sexual stuff out there. Right. And I look around at the group and they're all fine. You could tell they watch this all the time. I'm like, wow, this is regular TV? And I, it sounds crazy, but it's true. It's once a year I see this, and we just have to leave the room and go get some snacks or something. And, and then come back after. <laughs> see, if they don't get you with the content, it's so true. If they don't get you with the content, they get you with the commercials. Um, yeah. Dave, I'd love your thoughts on that real quick. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm just thinking also, I'm going to divert the conversation a little bit. I'm thinking, you know, you know, at a giant tailgate, there's a bunch of guys, there's the women, you know, close by. You know, and oftentimes, as you know, with you're around a bunch of guys, the conversation will tur turn towards women. So I, I think we need to be able to uh, have the courage to stand up and change the conversation, you know, and, and just say, we're not going down this path, you know. It's going to be very unpopular, but but we got to do that. It's like shutting off the TV, taking the TV out of the room. You know, it's it's all putting all of these guards into place so that we can better, you know, uh, show our families how to live a more virtuous life. They talk about think, that story oh, actually because you told me that that your son was with you at a game and somebody said something and you basically were like, "That's my son." Like, what are you saying? Yeah, like, I think it's a great story. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I was tailgating with actually a couple of my college buddies and my son uh, was there and my, my son's in his 20s. So they were commenting on a couple of women and the conversation kept going. And I said, guys, listen, let's 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 you know, let's not say that, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to, you know, be a good father here in so many words. And let's just and I changed the subject and they were a bit put off by what I said. And, um, you know, you know, we, we got to start somewhere. And so I try to do that, you know, uh, every day is just to take the narrow gate. Which, which is, that's what we're called to do, to take that narrow gate. I mean, I, and every one of us could give examples, I'm sure, of times where, you know, and again, not because we're all, you know, heroes pounding our chest. I mean, I'm sure we all have failed and will continue to fail at times. But when it comes to things like that, standing up for the truth, standing up for Christ, when somebody says, oh, you're Catholic, yes, I'm Catholic. Yes, I know, I know, I'm not one of those Catholic, or whatever you want to describe. I'm a Catholic that believes in every single thing the church teaches. And then let that ruminate in their, in their, in their mind for a while, all right? And to make, maybe make them think of every single thing, and you know what immediately they think about. Oh, you agree on abortion? Oh, you agree on gay marriage? Oh, you agree on this, contraception, whatever the case may be, yes. That's what we have to start doing. That's what Bishop Olmstead is talking about by going into the breach. You're going to get beaten up. This is a battle. You don't just march. You don't just march into the city walls or march into hell to destroy Satan. Okay, without thinking, you're not going to get lumped up. You're getting lumped up. It's going to happen. All right. What do we do about it? As you were saying, pray, prayer, penance, church, being on guard, keeping our guards up. That's what men out there listening to us at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial. That's what we need all. We need to all 
understand more than anything else. It's a battle and you're going to get beaten up in the battle. You got to keep moving forward and keep asking Christ to, to help you to do that. So Joe, we, Joe, we have about a minute and a half. You want to start the next, uh, the next well, question, the next then we'll take a break and we'll come back. The next subject uh, comes from an excerpt from the letter. I think it's fa fairly large. We could do that on the other side of the break. I just like to comment on something Damien said, and it basically encapsulates into one word. It's humility. You see, humility is the cornerstone virtue. We have to be humble. One thing that I have learned as a Catholic man, and I learned this at 22 years old, my way doesn't work. It doesn't work. You see, the problem, I, one of the problems of society, particularly where we all live, is a lot of people are very successful, they're educated, and they think to themselves, I don't need God. To borrow Damien's words, the devil just won. He's in. He's in your house. He's in your life. When you say, I can't live the life that I want to live without God, that's the beginning. That's when God starts to work. That's when things get transformed. That's when your family changes. That's when your community changes, Joe Pasillo. And I think that's so important to note and to basically highlight. Absolutely. And the reason, uh, yo, no, amen, Joe. I mean, um, but yeah, we, we want to, we have about probably, I don't know, 30 seconds. I want to introduce the next topic. And then when we come back from the break, uh, we'll get both your guys take on it. You're listening to the frontline with Joe and Joe. We have Dave Federici and Damian O'Connor from the Knights of Columbus guys, identity. That's a word that goes around in this country. I don't even know. I don't even think people know what that means. What is, what is your identity? It's either based on race, sex. Nowadays, it's whatever sex means. We don't even know what that means. You know, if you say something wrong, you might end up with a $250,000 fine in de Blasio's New York if you, if you, you know, get that wrong. Identity is the problem. And Joe and I try to emphasize, somebody asked me, what's my identity? And I something I thought about over time. What, yeah, how do I identi truly identify? Okay, Roman Catholic American male of Italian descent. That's it. That's what I am, but Roman Catholic first, okay? So we're gonna wanna talk to you guys and get your comments on identity because we're being ripped apart in this country because we don't we allow the media and everybody else to identify us in ways that are meant to divide us, unfortunately. Um, so we'll get back to that. You're at the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial serving the New York metropolitan area. Please be sure to Joe follow Joe and I on Facebook and YouTube and anywhere you find us on social media. We will be right back. Hey, you know about our Veritas shows, right? All five? It starts every Sunday at 5 p.m. with The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talk to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank. This is your chance to hear Bishop Frank Caggiano talk about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. That's when you can hear It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. It's a late-night show on Catholic Radio, and Liv mixes faith with humor, games, and dynamic interviews. There's a double dose of shows on Friday. First, at noon, it's Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Then, at 12.30 on Fridays, you can hear the focus on Veritas, where Peter Sonsky puts the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. 
stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back, everyone, to The Frontline with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Rossinello. We are having a fascinating conversation in the breach with Dave Federici and Damien O'Connor from the Knights of Columbus. Um, so, yeah, we ended the last segment talking about um, identity. I mean, and, and, and because we don't know what that means in America right now. Damien, you first. I mean, because I think that that's an important topic. We have to understand how we identify ourselves correctly. Yeah, it's a great question. I've been given that a lot of thought, and I give it a lot of thought as, as time goes on in my own life, now married with kids and now kids in college and so on and so forth. Uh, at the end of the day, I identify myself as a child of God and an unworthy child of God. And uh, with that, I, I give anything that happens good in my life, if it's something that I get to be a part of, I have to give glory to God. Because it's clearly, it's clearly not me. So I, that's 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 how I look at that. That's why I would answer it for myself. And I think the evil one wants us to have 15 different answers to that, nice and confusing. Mix it all up, and then have people arguing about it with each other. Anything to create division. That's how he works. That should be a neon sign to us that he's trying to confuse us and screw up the culture. When it's it's so simple that we're children of God. And it's, of course, it's okay to say I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a knight of Columbus. These are important things to me, but at the end of the day, I'm a child of God. And the evil one does not want to say in that because it's so simple and so pure, and he can't, and he, he can't have us saying that. He wants us to have all these different descriptions. I'm this, I'm that. Today, I'm this. Today, I'm that. No, 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 no. That's all from the evil one. He wants us to confuse things, and you see it happening. It's very hard to argue with I'm a child of God. Dave Federici, Dave, your thoughts you on that? You know, uh, that's that's a great point, uh, Damien. Just to follow up on that, you know, I, I think about, you know, we're taught from an early age, right, to have a career path, uh, have a family, get married, say, uh, you know, bring up your children, have a great education. So we're we're, we're driven by these uh, these things in secular society. So. The identity, what we do is we identify with these different masks that we wear. So these masks cover up what I believe is to be our authentic self, right? And our authentic self is, as Damien said, is a child of God. So the challenge is, is being willing and vulnerable to take off that mask so that one another can get to tro- know the true you, you know, uh, in that, that love of, of God. So... So that, that's what I see is the challenge in, you know, with identity, you know, in today's world. You know, Dave, you mentioned the narrow path in on the other side of the break. And that is a very hard thing to do, what you just described and what Damien described, because you're the odd man out. You know, I went to a decent college. I have friends that make a lot of money. And I didn't behave like I do now when I was in college. And I'll be honest with you. I could have made a lot of money. I'll be honest with you. I chose a different road. And I'm sure a lot of you could have done the same thing because I could tell just by the way you're talking, you're all gifted. You have to be different. And it's not going to look pretty. No one's going to put you on the cover of People magazine. Christ says very clearly, anyone who gives up home, wife, land, will have a hundred times in heaven. And you have to believe that. 
and you have to execute on that. And that's hard. And there will be names thrown at you. You will be an outcast in circles, all of which Jesus experienced. And that means you'll experience it too. And people aren't willing to do it. They're not willing to do it. And that's where the rubber meets the road. I'm going to tell you, and I like all your comments on it because I've seen this with my own eyes. People, listen, they want their cake and eat it too. I went to a Jesuit college. I know tons of people like this. Oh, we're all Catholic. We're all Catholic. We go into the boardrooms of corporations and we throw elbows like savages. And then you turn into home, a pagan. <laughs> and then we go home and everybody's good. Everybody's good. I'm interested in your comments because I'm going to be honest with you. It is a narrow road. And the road to heaven is narrow. First, Damien. Uh, I love this topic. We only have half an hour. Let's. We should do a couple hours on this. I, <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny you're bringing this up uh, because when you look at um, guys that say or people that say that they're Catholic, I often wonder, do you know Jesus Christ though? Like, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because those listening, some guys are getting energized by what we're saying now, and some are like. Why would I want to be part of this? Like, that sounds terrible. It just doesn't sound like fun at all. You know, and I'm a fairly successful guy. I had a good family, cars, all this and that. And the answer to that is because you will know a joy beyond bounds, beyond your understanding to have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, to live this way, to avoid those things that are so toxic and you're not even, may not even be aware of it now. So yes, it's a narrow road, but in my own personal experience, it gives me such fulfillment, such joy, such purpose. I also feel like I have a sense of integrity by trying. I fail a lot, but trying to go down that narrow path. That's why I, That's why you do it. So it's not all terrible. It's actually wonderful. And there's something about saying, I choose to live differently than that. I'm not doing it. And I'm going to surround myself with friends that we agree on most of these things. And we, and we challenge each other, this brotherhood, this stepping into the breach together. Mm. That's awesome. So it's not all... It's not all bad, actually. It's the opposite, because then I'm, I'm bringing closer to Christ, which is extremely fulfilling and gives me tremendous amount of joy. Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, as you guys were talking, I was thinking about a great relationship I have with a very good friend right up here in uh, St. Paul's uh, cabin. Um, Actually, uh, a a Father Paul, who is a parochial vicar at our church, introduced us. The very first time we met, he introduced us in the parking lot of St. Paul's, and we talked for an hour. We never met each other. It was just incredible. And one thing that Kevin shared with me over time, he goes, Dave, you know, I I used to have friends all over the place. My phone would ring. Kevin, can you come out here go do this? He goes, my phone doesn't ring anymore. Well, why is that? Because he is following Christ, he's entering the narrow gate. And most of the friends that we have are, I'll say, secular friends. They're not, they're not friends that we could meet at the Bendex Diner or pick a diner at three o'clock in the morning uh, because we have an issue and we and we need a listening here. So, uh, so that's it. You know, it's just not very popular to go by the narrow gate. Yeah, yeah, you're listening to The Front Line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello. We're way in the breach. I have, I've had this conversation with some people um, in my life, and especially at work. I work in New York City. I mean, you know, th- obviously just throw a rock, you're going to hit a liberal, you know, just, just the way it is, or someone who doesn't understand 
what we're talking about. And I've had to explain to people, I said, look, we're Roman Catholic. I'm Roman Catholic, okay? Um, I, 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 I try, as we say, it's a battle. I try to live my life according to the teachings of Christ and his church. I said, but I made it clear. I, I'm kind of like when you push back on people, say, well, what is it I can't do that, that you could do in your free, sexually liberated party mentality, whatever the case might be? And by the way, I, I would impart to some of these people in these conversations, I say, listen, there's nothing you're going to tell me that's going to shock me because I kind of been there and done that. So be, we're not Puritans. I said, I could do everything you do but the difference is this we understand the context of every single thing i don't care if it's having a shot of scotch with your friends i don't care if it's a matter of of uh our, our you know sex when it comes to how we view it as catholic men that's reserved for you know two people in holy matrimony i don't care what it is okay i could do everything the world the world you know tries to suggest catholic church says you can't do the difference is the context the difference is temperance the difference is being um, you know, modest. The difference is not taking these things that our society has made into an idol and bringing, you know, keeping Christ in the center of our lives rather than sex, drugs, and rock and roll, if you want to put it like that. I think it's important for people to understand. In other words, you know, that's that's how we look at, the, at those things which are good. You know, uh, Jesus ate and drank with his friends, okay? But everything is within context. I think that's important for men to to understand you know, uh, when it comes to all these things. But, you know, it kind of puts atheists off, off a little bit because they think that we just live a life like we live in a box. And that's what we do is read the Bible all day. No, no, we actually live our lives. But everything out there, we put in context. Joe Racinello, I'm going to hand it over to you. I want to, I'm glad Damien brought it up. I mean, there is a joy to following Christ. Um and the world cannot give you that joy. That has to do with going to confession. That has to be to do with being honest with yourself. There is a peace that comes along with following Christ that the world cannot give you. Christ said, I came to give you joy and that it would be complete. You see, the world, what I think a lot of people can't digest, because I've heard this said, I don't believe in re any religion, organized religion. I'm free. No, you're not. There's two burdens that one is going to have on his back in this life, one of God or one of sin. And the burden of sin is heavier. I heard a man say this to me once. You know, they say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke of Christ is wood, comparable to like the yoke of an animal. It doesn't cut into the skin, but the yoke of sin is metal, and it cuts into the sin, uh, into the body. The yoke of Christ is easy, as Jesus said, and your life will be better for it. And here's another thing. We could talk about it. People have to see it. People have to see it. Words are only good to a point. Does your life reflect that joy? I think that's that's the, that's a, that's the most important thing, and we're talking about, like you mentioned earlier, Damien. Um, you know, it's the 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 we have we have to show it. It's one thing that we all have to talk in this society. Obviously, one of the biggest one of the biggest sins you could commit is to open your mouth and speak the truth on all these issues. Okay, so we have to open our mouth. But as both of you guys said earlier, Dave Federici was joining us with Damian O'Connor from the Knights of Columbus. If we're not living it, if we're not applying that, and people see that, people have eyes to see. They can see if we're hypocrites or not. 
Okay. Um, they, they have to uh, see it in their lives. Um, and, but real quick, I, 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 I would love to stay on this topic, but there's a few other things that we definitely want to get to, if that's okay with you guys. Um, I do want to ask Damien at the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic radio network, 1350 on your AM dial serving the New York metropolitan area. Damien, what has the reaction been to the film series thus far into the breach? That's the uh, film series that was created by the Knights of Columbus. What's the reaction been, Damien? Well, it's been overwhelming, to be honest with you. So we're almost at one million views of the of the series. We have yet to even market it in any official way. So this has just kind of gotten out to our website and to our own guys. We have roughly two million members. It's translated into four languages. Uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive. And so rather than tooting ourselves and patting ourselves on the back and tooting our horn and all that, uh, we started asking the question, why is that? What is And the answer that we've come up with, we think is very clear, guys are dying for it. It's, of course, though, we, we like seeing the quality of the videos is good, hopefully. We put that up on the shelf, though, all glory to God. But it's, it's not that. It's that these guys are dying for it. It gives language to it. It's like a spark in them. It's, it crosses that line just a little bit to really challenge guys to think about these 12 different topics. Um, it's been uh, overwhelmingly positive. But now the pressures, we feel the pressures on us now to, to create a, we're actually in the process of creating another series about marriage and family. And so, because we said this won't be enough. We, and we have yet to even market it well, but it's been overwhelmingly positive because I think men are dying for it they just haven't been receiving this. I think this interview was very providential because Dave told me at one of our rosary rallies that he's starting prayer groups in his chapter um, based upon the film series. And I heard through a mutual friend of ours um, at the Knights that, Damien, you've created some of these guidelines. That's what Steve Curtis was telling me that men could use. First, Dave Federici, what are your ideas? I think it's providential that the two of you are together with regard to how you're going to develop this like prayer group for men. And then I'd like to hear, Damien, what you've created to aid other knights who could maybe hear our voice and be encouraged to start these groups in their chapter. First, Dave, what are your thoughts on it? Well, you know, um, you know, the Holy Spirit was prodding me. I'm, I'm always um, searching, whether it's YouTube, on the Internet, whether it comes into my email uh, inbox. You know, an email came in from the Supreme Knights, and I don't usually open them. I opened this, and it led me to uh, the video series, Into the Breach. And I started watching this, and I'm thinking, this is absolutely fantastic. This actually should be mandatory for every man that walks into a Catholic church or visits it. I mean, it, it is that good. The the quality of, of the videos that are produced, the people in these, it, it just, it, it's, it's incredible. So, um, you know, what I see, you know, I kind of describe it like this. Um, you know, we have these little bonfires of spiritual spiritual bonfires at different parishes. Some are bigger more than others. I happen to be the parish that is thriving in the men's ministry that we, we hear that, you know, you, you guys just have an incredible men's ministry there. And, and I wish that for every parish. So I know parishes have these to, to certain degrees. And what I see is by implementing um, into the breach series, we're going out and we're inviting 13 different 
parishes, 13 different councils in the Bergen County area to join us Wednesday evenings uh, to view these video series, um, to have prayer, have a little song, and to have to break out into groups and to share, um, you know, like men have never shared before. So the hope is that we can get these little bonfires going into one big giant bonfire of all Catholic men up in the Bergen County. That's kind of what I was thinking about. It's it, it's it's amazing because uh, when we started, um, when we first met you, Dave, um, at the Rosary Rally, and uh, and you came down. You know, I couldn't help but think Joe always likes to mention on the show at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe always like Joe always likes to remind people of Father Peyton. In other words, and I believe Joe, if I remember correctly, he started the 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 Rosary movement in America. Correct. And and with God with God behind it. Okay, because really it's a call. It's a, it was like the you know the Holy Name Society, you know, in the Rosary. It's a call, I and mean, it's you're called by God to do these things. This is going to catch on. I mean, Rosary rallies, um, the uh, Catholic fraternity amongst men. In other words, where where we we just let it be known, like you said earlier, Damien. There's a thirst for it. There's a hunger for it. Everybody could see the wasteland we're living in. And I don't use the word wasteland um, loosely, you know, loosely. I'm being very literal. It is a swamp. It is a wasteland. Men have eyes to see. They see the potential destruction of their children. It's like, where do I go? Come to go, go to confession, as we say. Start praying. Get involved with other Catholic men. B build these bonds. Okay. I'm probably in the next few months going to be moving to Arizona. Okay. The rosary rally that Joe started here and uh, up here with, you know, with Dave and, and everything, I'm going to be doing the same thing out there. We have a guy in Texas doing the same thing. All right. In other words, get it started. All right. Because that, if you're truly interested in not only in just going to heaven, but if you're truly interested in having a better place to live in this world. Okay. Then start doing these things. Start doing these things. Your thoughts, Damien, on that. Uh, just I wanted to stress that uh, I'm looking at it now on our on our website for Into the Breach. It's kfc.org forward slash Into the Breach. I only share that because the videos are there. But to your question earlier, we also have a study guide. We we wanted it to be spoon fed. It's super easy. We we created this guide so that there's a leader part. So if I've never led a small group, we literally walk you through it. It's even color coded what you're you know what the leader does in the small group. It's suggested questions. Uh, scripture references, things like that. So it's we created so you watch a video, simple enough, 10, 12 minutes, and then you've got a study guide to use. You certainly don't have to, um, but this is also one of our programs for councils. So we have this whole council program called the Faith in Action Program Model, Faith, Family, Community, and Life. And one of those programs is Into the Breach for councils to be doing uh, doing this together. But we try to make it as simple as, as humanly possible. If you could if you could read and follow the guide, you're good to go for a small group. I love it. And like I said, I think it's very providential that the two of you are with us today talking about this, because this is something I think people listening should consider in their parish. You don't have to be like a theologian to do it. You just have to have a heart to serve. And in doing that, frankly, you will make an impact in your community and in your family. You're talking about tools, basically. This is a tool, you know, this film series. Men 
need tools. And what are some of these tools? Bishop Olmsted puts them out in his letter. He gives you some daily suggestions, some weekly suggestions, and some monthly suggestions. What are some of the daily suggestions that the good bishop puts out? He says this, men should pray every day, examine their conscience at the end of the day, go to mass if you can daily. Some people cannot do that, but if you can, it's a good suggestion. And read the Bible. What does he say to do weekly? Keep the Sabbath. Go to church with your family. What does he say to do monthly? Go to confession and build fraternity organizations like Dave Federici is doing in Ramsey, New Jersey with other men. Here's the bottom line, and then I would like your comments, all of you. You cannot give what you don't have. You see, ultimately, we give to others what Christ gives to us. And in order to do that, we have to empty ourselves. What did Our Lady do in the Joyful Mysteries? She receives Jesus Christ at the Annunciation. What did she do in the second mystery, the Visitation? She gives him away through simple service to her cousin Elizabeth. I'll say it again. You cannot give what you don't have. Men could relate to athletics. Athletics, you have to train. Prayer and regiment is training. First, Damien, what are your thoughts? One of the favorite lines I, I use when I give talks and I talk about how people just do pleasurable things all day, but they don't, they don't lead to joy. They don't lead to knowing Christ. And they do all these things that are pleasurable. So my, the line I love to use, and I'm, I'm being somewhat sarcastic, but also direct is, how's that working out for you? Is that working out? Because do you have joy? Are you exhausted at the end of the day from all these pleasurable things you were, you were just doing? I would challenge, and you just said, and Bishop Olmsted offers this, do those things, those daily and monthly things. He didn't say do them all day. He just said to, to do them. So guys wondering, how do I do this? How do I start going and understanding who Jesus is and being, you know, having that friendship or relationship with him? How do I grow my faith? Uh, it's too much. Do these things. Then I would ask them the same question in a month. How's that working out for you? And I guarantee they're going to say, oh, I'm feeling a little better, actually. I'm feeling like I have a little more purpose. I, I really enjoy going to Mass more often. I didn't think I would, but I do now. Why is that? Why? Because they're encountering Christ. The Holy Spirit is being brought. The Holy Spirit's dying to be part of our lives, and we just have to open that door a little bit. That, that would be my response to that question. Dave, what are your thoughts? Because something Dave and I uh, share is our love for the rosary. Uh, talk a little bit about your devotion to the daily rosary. Well, Joe, you know what? I, I, I say my devotion really didn't start until the pandemic. Again, I'll, I'll say it's the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, we're locked down, you know, especially in April and May. We Nobody's really going out anywhere. We can't work. Um, and somehow I said, you know what, let's just get a group of men together and let's, let's have a conference call. Let's have a dial-in number and just say the rosary daily. And this rosary has been going since March of 2020. It's a nightly rosary. Um, there's a core guys of six to eight. We've has, had as many as 14 and as few as two on there. But this rosary, it goes on. And it, it just, it's amazing. It just keeps going every night. But one of the things that I think, we have this really dynamic, devout Catholic. His name is Marco uh, from Long Island. We've never met this guy, but he's on. He's our spiritual leader of this rosary. 
we, we, we actually joke him. He gives like a homily every night on, the, on one of the saints. The guy is incredible in his knowledge and so devout in his faith and always thinking of others. Um, but one of the things that, you know, we've heard many times that the rosary is the weapon of choice in the spiritual battle. Scott Hahn talks about it in the Into the Breach series. And many of the saints, whether it be Padre Pio or some of the other saints, have commented on that. And um, Marco's reminded, guys, listen, when we say this rosary, the Blessed Mother, Mother promises us that we have a really good chance of getting to heaven. And that's what I want so much for myself, but for every person that desires our Lord to know our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the way to it. And um, again, it's not easy, but just keep persisting and, and say the rosary. That's, that's my thoughts. Just that is what you use the right word, uh, Dave, persistence. You know, I think about it all the time. You know, we're talking about things we could be doing, things sometimes which are easy that we neglect, sometimes things that are hard, uh, getting through this battle. And I always think the same thing. You know, I never, I never, I rarely get, I'm going to say rarely, I rarely get down because I always think in my mind, we all have to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. We all have to slog through it, no matter, you know, no matter how, you know, no matter how hard it, it, it gets. And it really, when you talk about the foundation of being able to do that, because like you said earlier, Damien, without Christ, I can do nothing, like 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 less than nothing. Uh, but with him, we obviously can do everything. And I, I try to keep that in my mind. If we're going to slog through this, um, then the bottom line is, you know, we need to have that foundation and part of that foundation, availing ourselves of the sacraments and praying the rosary every day. Damien, you had something to say, Just please. a very quick comment about what Dave was saying. I, I don't know Marco either, but I know the type. And he clearly knows Christ and he knows our lady. And so what happens? I guarantee if you were asking, he, he can't help but share it. It sounds like he's just full of joy uh, and is and constantly wants to learn more about the faith and probably does daily. So that that's what we're striving for here. Because once you know that joy, the worry about how do I say it, how do I live it, you almost don't worry about that anymore. I, I bet you, Marco, and I've never met this guy, just hearing about him for about 10, 20 seconds there, he can't help but share that joy. And he looks forward to it. So don't worry about how you're going to share it. Know Christ first, and, and the rest just comes naturally. You know, I think a lot of men could be listening to this, and they could say, who are these four lunatics? Like, what are they talking about? And I'll tell you this. I believe this is the key. Go to confession. It's free. It opens the doors to God. So many of us are carrying things on our back, and we don't know how to get rid of them. We say, oh, time will heal all wounds. If you go to confession, it begins. It's the beginning. It's an encounter with God. And frankly, you'll be like Marco too, frankly. God will fill you with his grace, and he will enable you to do great things. Let's switch gears a minute and get back to the film. Damien, um, as far as takeaways, if you had one takeaway to give to our listeners, what would it be? Well, it's the line that Bishop Olmsted's, Olmsted shares in, our, in the uh, introduction video, and he says that God has a plan for you, but so does Satan. It's that simple to me. That's the takeaway for me. Do you believe in God? If you don't, I, we got to have another conversation. But if you believe in God, then you got to believe there's the evil one. 
and God has planned for you, so does the evil one. And back to the, what I keep stressing in, in, this, in today's call is intentionality. Who am I going to choose? It's either God or the evil one. There is no middle ground. You have to make a decision on this. That's the takeaway for me. Do I want to go with Satan's plan, which we see in secular society, or do I want to go with God? There is no middle ground. You have to make a decision. And um, yes, it's intimidating for me, but I have to choose that every day. I have to choose Christ. And if I screw up, like you said, Joe, I got to get my butt to confession. I, I, I like what you said, Damien, because one thing we emphasize all the time at the front line with Joe and Joe, there's no fence sitters. Yeah, there are no fence sitters in this spiritual battle, in this culture war. If you're sitting on a fence, I know it's cliche, but it's true. If you're sitting on the fence, you've made a choice, okay? And it's not a good one. So, um, you know, that's why we, we have to get into the breach. We only have a, a few seconds left. Dave, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if this is possible, but I'd like to share our rosary call-in number if you guys put it up on the screen or whatever at some point. Um, but any man from anywhere can call in and say this rosary, and they, they can they can listen to Marco and um, and get inspired for uh, for Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, what's, what's that number, number Dave? Dave? Just what is it? <laughs> Uh, it's nine seven eight 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 nine five thousand, and it's going to take me a minute to get the to the to get the passcode. But uh, if you give me a minute, I can get that. Real quick, Dave. Any, uh, Damien, quickly, any final thoughts? Uh, just that I hope that people are seeing the Knights of Columbus is m much different than it was even just ten years ago. Like we're really evolving into really focusing on evangelization, and so. We encourage guys to join, and I shamelessly say that because I, I love being a knight, and I love working for this organization. We just believe in living our faith makes a difference, and we choose to live differently in a secular society, and uh, to, to really encourage men to join. Amen, brother. So we want to thank you all. We want to thank Dave Federici. We want to thank Damian O'Connor from the Knights of Columbus for joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. And thank all you good listeners out there for joining us at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. Be sure to follow Joe and I on social media, uh, Facebook, YouTube, primarily, or wherever you find us until they take us down, of course. Um, and like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And remember, until the next time, that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.